0: Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayers. And hi, here we are. We are just recently off the road.
1: Ayers on the road and on the road and on the plane. We've been in New York for the last uh, week and before that in Philadelphia, having quite an interesting time, I must say.
0: Well, we should say that Richard went back to play in the National Gra- Grass Court Tennis Championships.
1: Well, you have to put the whole name on there, the Grass Court National Championships for old guys.
0: Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say at the Cricket Club. It's actually a cricket club, these beautiful grass courts. It was absolutely amazing. Well, that's
1: the fun thing about these National Grass tournaments. They're, they're at these old, old clubs in the East. You cannot wear anything that's not white. If you even have an emblem on your hat, you're not allowed on the court. This is purest, And, and it's a cricket club and a croquet club and a lawn tennis club. <laughs>
0: right. And Richard walks on there once a year. We've done this about three or four times now. But once a year he goes out there and never plays on grass between years. It's a
1: whole different thing, baby. It's
0: hilarious. And uh, actually it was it was for older gentlemen i should say well we and have a, age
1: groups of course we have age well, groups.
0: well but your age group of course was the older ones I'm, and I'm getting
1: higher higher ranked every year in, in my age group not because i'm getting any better but because more and more people quit playing Or dropping or, or or die
0: well richard just keeps thinking <laughs> it's he, a war he, of attrition he's gonna keep playing and just keep playing until everybody dies so and i'm he the only
1: one left and he wins and then i'll be number one but that's neither here nor there. Then we, we spent some time in New York. We had some business there, and, and one of our sons lives there. And um, oh, Well, our
0: main business was the U.S. Open. That's the main reason we went. Can you remember that? Because well, our son and daughter business. were not even yeah, there. Well, they were in London.
1: Yeah, We've got a tennis Except book. Except for so the last that, two that's days. that's business, Linda. That's not pleasure. Oh, sure. That, that's business. Sure. But I I did want to say that, you know, um New York City has been, uh, that's where I served my first mission. And. So for a long, long time, it's been a favorite destination of ours. And I'll tell you something interesting, Linda. It's compared to London, where we have another daughter living. New York is a bargain. New York, the, 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 the prices in New York are so much lower. It's not a bad place to go as a family. I'll tell you, we we saw four Broadway shows, and we we never paid more than 50. Well, I'm on $60 a ticket. It's the the, the theater is cheaper in New York than it is in Salt Lake City.
0: Well, unless you want unless to go to Hamilton. Hamilton or Evan Hansen, <laughs> which is the new winner this year. Um, and then it's outrageous. But um, we did see some amazing shows. And actually, our children were gone for the – we saw them in the last two days. But they were gone for the first four days that we were there. And uh, we took advantage
1: well, our New York so we, City son is visiting our London daughter, so the New York City apartment was open, so we did. Why Why not?
0: You know? Now, honey, it depends. Ours on, on the road. It depends on where you go for <laughs> food. I have to correct you on it. It's so cheap in New York because there's a lot of expensive things. No, there. true, but
1: I mean, it's so much cheaper than London. No, and, no. And there, you are haven't, real good, there are real good deals there.
0: You honey. have not been to the grocery store. I mean, what store? about
1: the Thai restaurant? Will you let me talk? Well, the London grocery stores are much more expensive.
0: Oh, my my gosh, you would have never been in the grocery store. The dollar is so strong right now. I felt like I was stealing food. It is so much oh, cheaper. Oh, come on, come on. It's absolutely, and part of it's because of Brexit, so <clears throat> the poor British have to pay for it, but wow, we Boy, get we're a good on deal. Boy, we're
1: off on a real tangent. All right, so anyway. The, the point York is, is we, ha- we have been on the road, and but we're really going to delve into a kind of a serious subject today. We've We've been doing some writing for our column on on what threatens the world most. What what are the things that we should be most worried about? And this is shifting into some pretty serious stuff here, Linda. But I want to I want to read the five nominees for the most <laughs> serious problem facing the world today, and and get your reaction to it. And again, this this is an article that's in preparation. Now we're working on it, but what we think the five nominees ought to be the things that affect the world most, the one that will impact our lives the most, the the thing that will change the way we live, change the world as we know it the most. And here's the five nominees. Well, now, wait,
0: before you read them, you, you sh- we should say that this is not an order of which is most important. No, that, just-
1: that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to ask you which of these five you think is, is exactly. the, you know, should be the winner as the worst problem. Number one, the growing gap between the rich and the poor. And it's true, there is more and more separation between the haves and the have-nots throughout the world. And this, of course, deepens political divisions. It polarizes our society. It actually sows the seeds of violence and revolution. So, so the first nominee, the growing gap between rich and the poor. Second, climate change. Our world is slowly turning into an oven. The polar ice caps are melting. You don't need to be told about this. It's everywhere you read. Um, more natural disasters at a seemingly faster and faster pace. So second nominee, climate change. Third nominee, the Muslim Christian culture class. And by that, we mean terrorism and jihad and and the spreading of of violence and, and terrorism in a way that makes the biblical prophecies of Armageddon suddenly seem very real. So the third nominee is the Muslim Christian culture class and the terrorism that goes with it. Fourth, the decline of religion and faith. Worldwide, when you see the polls on what religion do you affiliate with, by far the fastest-growing answer is none. Um, more and more people, more and more secular people, less and less people that affiliate with a religion. Uh, and in fact, it even goes further than that. Many people saying religion is the problem. And then finally, the fifth nominee, the rapid and radical changes going on in families. Marriage rates uh, continue to plummet while casual cohabitation and chosen singleness and, and the number of children born out of wedlock soar higher and higher every year. Women have fewer children, have them much later in life. The number of young people shrinks while the number of older people grows. So there's, there's five pretty enormous problems all of which you could make a good argument will will drastically change if not the way we live the way our children will live their lives now what are your comments on those five linda and and how would you how would you rank them if you had to if you had to put them number one to five
0: well i i'm prejudiced as you know and so are you but um i do think that The problem is, how do we change this? It is huge. In there, they're all five enormous problems, and how do we change it? How do we make it any different?
1: So you'd put family, the changes in families, first. What would you put second? I'm putting you on the spot. Uh, Ah, you
0: sure are. Um, I'm really worried about the terrorism. I just think it is growing and growing. It just, we just shut down one thing, we think okay, we got we got a handle on that, and then another one pops up. I just don't, I think that's going to get
1: really really scary. And it's more and terrorism is the symptom, and the, the the real problem is this clash of cultures between right. between and it's as old as the Bible, the Muslim and Christian culture clash. So you'd put that probably well, second. Well,
0: and you know that there's something to do with the rich and the poor on that too. I mean they kind of combine. Because a lot of these kids that are joining uh, the ISIS and and excited about being radicalized are because they're they're joining because they have nothing else to do. They have no jobs. They have no and they offer them, you know, a lot of money and they have a lot of money and they just um, are completely snowed by.
1: So so maybe you put number three, the growing gap between rich and poor, and it is global and it's also. Local, I mean, the, the gap in, in individual companies between the highest paid CEO of the company and the lowest paid worker grows yeah. bigger every year.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and that leaves two others, climate change and the decline of religion. It's hard. It's hard. Boy, to. It's not-
0: hard to say. But I I, I do think that the decline of religion is really, really scary as a whole. And we don't see it here as much. I mean, we're sitting in Utah right now and we do not see what is really going on in the world that is so scary. In fact, um, well, we see a lot of, we have some friends who are doing the inner city call it the inner city mission who are dealing with, they have 800 couples who are not necessarily older, but the kids are out of the nest and they, they're able to come and really help with situations in the center city. And, uh, it's so amazing the boyers our friends roger and sarah boyer are running the program and um the other day uh, sarah was saying you know what we live in disneyland we have no idea what's going on in the real world with refugees and with poverty and with the situation that's going on in so many people's lives all over the world so
1: well and and You know, again, on all of the one of the reasons that these are the five nominees is that they're all they're all accelerating so fast. They're all expanding so fast. None of these are static and none of them are gradually getting better. They're all getting worse. And the pace of how of how bad they are is is growing and growing and growing. Uh, The religion, the decline of religion and faith, for example, is you know, the popular thing to say today is, well, I'm a spiritual person, but I'm not religious. I'm not religious right, because yeah. religions are the problem. Religions are what divide people and so on. But we're, when we say that we're forgetting how much good religions do throughout the world and we're forgetting that our whole moral code and our framework of civility and, and living together with each other, all, all really springs from religious traditions. So you're right. And, and of course there's a lot of debate on climate change, but you, you know, you, you, the evidence is there. Uh, and and also all five of these are actually accelerating. But the point as you probably know, those of you who know us that we're trying to get to is that, is that these are all terribly consequential problems with stunning, enormous consequences. But, The one that we believe is changing the world fastest, the one that has the the biggest impact and the most immediate consequences is the breakdown of the family because it affects all the others so powerfully. I mean, we live in a world where more babies are now born out of wedlock than in and where women are having fewer children, having them much later in life and where the elderly population is growing while the young population of People coming into the workforce is shrinking. More than half of the countries of the world have a, a declining population. And who's going to fill those jobs? Who's going to pay the, the bills? Who's going to pay the taxes? Who's well, going to pay the social security? Who's going to
0: take care of the old people? Yeah.
1: And and these things that the problem is that these have a powerful effect on all of the other things that we're talking about. Um, uh if, if we let the idea and the ideal of a family, a committed family, parents who are committed to each other and to their children, once that begins to slip away, the, our economy inevitably suffers because... It's it's, you know, married people are the ones that contribute most and earn the most and spend the most and so on. And the gap between rich and poor grows wider and it begins to spawn revolution and terrorism and global culture classes, clashes. And I think that the whole even climate change accelerates because we focus more on our individual prosperity and fulfillment than on having a habitable world for our children. The minute, the minute you're living in the moment and, and you're a person who's focused on the individual rather than the family, it changes your view of the future. You don't care as much. And and so climate change and other things accelerate. And so for what it's worth, uh, you know, you may say, why are we talking about the, all these deep, dark problems? Because they're all affected by our attitudes toward family.
0: Well, actually, in the in the next half, we are going to go into some really interesting um, issues, some things that we found that are just stunning and funny, actually. Well, some funny. Of them are, well, you, you have to, to either point, laugh it's just or cry, yeah.
1: one or the other, and uh, and we're going to talk about some of the things that bother us most, and they all sort of relate to the fact that of these five problems the one we're talking about least is the one that's affecting us the most i mean you don't have to look far to, to read about climate change or about the gap between rich and poor or about terrorism but where are you getting any input on the the fastest growing problem of all which is the changing attitudes we have toward family
0: right so Um, Hang in there. We're going to do some uh, interesting things in the second half. So we'll be right back in just a minute.
1: And we're back on Iris on the Road, kind of a serious day today, talking about the five problems that we think may be the most consequential ones in the world and making a case for the fact that the most serious one is the change and decline of commitment and marriage and families and children.
0: And so if you're just joining us, let me just run through the five quickly. Um, First, and not necessarily in any order, but the gap between the rich and poor is growing, growing so fast. Climate change, the Christian Muslim culture or terrorism, jihad and all that scary stuff. The decline of religion and faith, and the rapid and radical changes in families
1: now we did some research to put that list of five together the, the, largely among our friends and people who we respect but here's an interesting contrast there's a publication that we've become interested in a sort of a negative way called tree hugger and it's a, a publication that seems to go mostly to millennials and they did a large study uh, actually surveyed over 30,000 millennials, people in the millennial generation.
0: Well, in 14 languages, including all the official languages of the United Nations. So, the, so this is all
1: over the world. So a big survey. And here were the 10 leading problems according to millennials. And these are in order. Number one, climate change. Number two, wars. Number three, inequality of income, number four, poverty, number five, religious see. conflicts, six, government accountability, seven, food and water security, eight, lack of education, nine, safety, security, well-being, and ten, lack of economic opportunity. Now, that's not a bad list. I mean, no one would, no one would argue that those are serious problems. Here's the shocking thing anything related to family or marriage or relationships or children, nothing even made the list. And and what what is disturbing about this to us is that here's this millennial generation. These are people in their mid twenties to mid thirties, basically a little younger, actually from 20 up to early thirties who family is not on their radar. Family is not on their, when, there's, when they're asked what's the most serious problem in the world, the idea of divorce, the idea of uh, cohabitation instead of marriage, the idea of lack of commitment, the idea of children not being born, the idea of women who don't want to have children, none of those things are on their radar screen. Those are not part of their consciousness about what the biggest problems in the world are.
0: Which leads us to the fact that we think that is the biggest problem. That is really scary. And, uh, it, I mean, these people, how old are millennials? Well, they're 18 th- to 31.
1: No, you're, yeah, well, basically 20 to, to early 30s is the way to look yeah, at it. Yeah,
0: but a 30-year-old still not having any family on the radar is a little bit scary.
1: Well, and here's another thing from the same publication. Uh, how do you save the planet? How, there, there is a huge, and again, we're not critical of this by itself. There's a huge focus on, on. I mean, their their byline is driving sustainability in the mainstream. It, it's the whole thing about saving the world and saving the environment, which is a great goal, a wonderful goal to have. But if it if it manipulates all the other goals, it can be problematic. And and another article in the same publication, they're saying. If you really want to reduce the carbon footprint, yeah, you can You can uh, take a cloth bag to the grocery store, you can recycle, you can do these things, but the, the essence of the article is those make very, very little difference. The thing that would make a bigger difference is if, if you lived without a car and didn't pollute the environment in that way. But by far, the biggest thing you could do is not have a child.
0: An additional child. <laughs> well, you whether have you have none or one, child.
1: don't have – don't. every time you don't have a child, it will reduce the carbon footprint by a huge multiple of any tons. of those other things that you can do.
0: <laughs> and oh, so, gosh.
1: And so the, the 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 bottom line here is, hey, let's stop having children, and then we won't pollute the world. Well <laughs> – there's a little problem with that logic. It's a logic. little narrow, yeah. <laughs> who is going to fill the workforce? I mean, imagine the audacity of saying the way to save the world is not to have children when we live in a world where um, over half of the countries on this planet are suffering a population decline. The, the growing part of the population is the older people who are not going to be working and who need support from younger people, and the younger people aren't there. I mean, how can you say the solution to the world is don't have a child? A child is the only solution the world will ever have. (laughs) It's like we're looking at children as part of the problem rather than part of the solution. That's really what it comes down to. Are children a problem or are children part of the solution? Well, obviously, if you raise a child to be a responsible adult, You can't count him as a liability in the world. You have to count that child
0: as an asset in the world. Of course. And I'm amazed at this because I haven't heard of this since we started having children. When we started having children 40 plus years ago, zero population was a big deal. People thought that, you know, the best thing we could do for the planet is just quit having children Replace yourself. Oh, well, we're you back have to that.
1: To. now. we're back to that. Well, only that's now, what it's I'm to, saying. to save the environment, don't amazing. have a child.
0: I have not heard of that for so long, but for different reasons. Yeah, and it really is amazing. When I used to go to the grocery store, when we lived in Washington D.C. I had three preschoolers, and I, I, it was hard for me to take all three of them to the grocery store. People with nasty looks and, what are you doing, polluting the world, and so on. And uh, then, of course, that was in the US. It was, it was huge in the US. We moved to England right after that for three years. And the people were so welcoming, like, oh, we love children because they were needy for children even in those days. So it's so interesting that this keeps coming around and it's just, they just don't see well, the, the, the big the picture. Big,
1: the biggest thing that bugs probably the most is the idea that if you have a child, you're selfish. Because you're going to use more than your share of the world's resources. Right. Wait a second. Anyone who's been a parent knows it's the most self lust thing you can do. It's you, if you want to be selfish, don't have a child. Focus your whole life and all your attention on yourself and on your own needs and your own fulfillment. Yeah. It's like it's like. Uh, our favorite writer in many ways, one of the ones we like the most. David Brooks. Uh, David Brooks. of the New York Times says it this way. People are not better off when they are given maximum personal freedom to do whatever they want. They're better off when they're enshrouded in commitments that transcend personal choice, commitments to family, God, craft, and country. And that says it pretty succinctly. I
0: love that. But, you know, we have run onto an ad um,
1: oh, well, in the been, last couple of weeks. We, we
0: better do that before we well, run
1: out, out of time. Well, before Oh, we're, my gosh. We're talking about things that we can't us.
0: believe that they're running this ad over and over. This is an ad over that runs and over.
1: over and over on, on, the, on ESPN, which we've been watching because of the U.S. Open tennis. And a lot of you may have seen it. It's an ad for, for uh, trucks. But here's the – I wrote down the actual language of it. And I'm just going to read it to you and see if you're as shocked as we are. How do you want to live? As a decent person? Good husband? Is that it? Good? Of course not. You want to be king of the hill. Better. Top of your game. Win. All powerful. Like a boss. Like a pro. (laughs) Well, We beg to differ. Oh, Um, that
0: kills me.
1: Is it really better to be king of the hill, like a boss, like a pro? Is that better than being a decent person and a good husband? I mean, they're they're saying, how do you want to live? As a decent person, a good husband, is that it? Good? Is (laughs) Is that all you want? How about something better like being a boss or a pro? And by the way, the visual's. When they shift to you want to be a boss or a pro, it, it shows the guy standing there on a balcony with a seductive woman. So there there you go. Is it enough oh. for you to be a decent person and a good husband? No, no. How about this? I mean, we live in a world where the ideal of family is being thrown under the
0: bus Uh, it sure is and i but still there are so many good people still in this world there are so many good people i can't believe they're still running that it's just a crazy crazy ad well it's a good
1: the time has gone and it's probably a good thing because we're getting a little a little annoyed again we usually don't use this show as a soapbox it's usually more to do with ideas for families and for parents (laughs) and for grandparents and so on But every once in a while, you have to kind of pull back and and look at the world we live in and say, what's gone wrong here? Why? Why are we drifting away from the things that all of us deep down pretty much know where the real joy and the satisfaction comes from? I mean. You know, as the older you get, the more you realize that it, that your family is your only legacy. Your children are, are what you're going to leave behind. And they're the place that you that you get your fulfillment.
0: And, you know, we just saw a Broadway show called Groundhog Day, and it's based on the movie Groundhog Day. And it really it just was saying that. I mean, the first half of yeah. this guy just totally wrapped up in himself and doing you know, this is all about me and. I am dealing with these peons here in this little village. And then the second half kind of, they wrapped it up with a bow at the end saying the only thing that really matters is love and service and the values that we really hold dear. So, we, we really hope that this makes you think a little bit. We know we're talking to a lot we're, of great people out there. We're preaching to the choir.
1: Yeah, we're preaching absolutely. to the choir. But be a verbal advocate of the family and of commitments and of marriage and of parenting and of children as part of the solution, not part of the problem. And as for us, we'll see you next week on Irs on the Road.
0: Bye-bye.